Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Oh my god, I got a head turn from Kevin. That was <laughs> that was sharp and feisty. Happy Thursday, y'all. What do you want, pose? I'm excited to be here. Are you really? What are you on pose? Is that yeah, what you said? Because you vogued at me. Ga ga ga. That was me hitting my poses. Look at you posing. Mm-hmm. You're yes, welcome. Yes, queen. Yes, yes posing. <laughs> How you doing, Rob? I'm good. I'm going to sound like a car starting. I'm like, <laughs> you used to have a boss that talk like that. You d- your boss where? Like, where'd you, like at the, ha- at the hair store? <laughs> Not the hair store. I was just trying to think of the places that you worked at, and that's the I, first one that came to mind, Rob. No, no. I've had many, many lives that you, you have. don't know about. I worked um, at a uh, rec and park. Parks and rec? Nope. Most people call it Parks and Rec. Well, Week were called the Reckon Park. Really? Reckon Park, spelled like R E C R P D, Conejo Recreation and Park District. That's what we were called. I'm intrigued now. I worked at a children's theater that was uh, funded through the Reckon Park. And um, my boss, God bless him, used to talk just like that. Scott Buchanan. Bless. Mentor to me. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, ah, ah. How old were you at this time? Started working there when I was 15. Wow. So you worked jobs when you were a teenager. I yeah. Mean, well, it was in the theater. So, I mean, it was in your, like, you loved... It was in my mean, wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I worked there when I started there when I was 15, and I left when I was 23. Was it an outdoor theater? No, it was an indoor theater. Oh, it was. It okay. was an indoor theater. It was this very creepy, old, octagonal house. Um, it was a house that somebody built on top of a hill, and it was legitimately a one-story octagon. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 totally. And in the center of the octagon mm-hmm. was a large garden area for them. And then when they died, they left it to the city, mm-hmm. and the city converted them into community rooms, and the large central area could be an outdoor theater, but they also put a black box in there, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's reminded me of, uh, in, in, I went to school in Cleveland at Baldwin-Wallace University, and in, in Cleveland Heights, the east side of Cleveland, there's this big city park as well, mm-hmm. and they had this big outdoor auditorium. It's called Kane Park, and they had a big, door, a big outdoor amphitheater and then a smaller outdoor sort of covered uh, theater where they would do smaller shows, and we did big musicals there, like Damn Yankees and West Side Story, but kind of love those those, oh, those theater, those, you know, those city municipal, you know, theater groups, because it gives a lot of students and a lot of young people opportunities like Oh, yeah. And then uh, I I worked for them for a really, really long time. And then they had an arts council, uh, which was all older folk. Mm. Older folk. The council was older folk? The council, yes. And they asked me to be Retirees, you might say? Oh, yes. Uh Uh-huh. I was their director of marketing. How old were you then? Uh, I was 20. (laughs) Amazing. I was 20. I was their director of marketing from the time I was 20 to 23. Wow. And that uh, included such fun jobs as putting together the newsletter and then going to the post office and mailing the newsletter out to people. <laughs> they also did an art show okay. every couple of months mm. with the worst art you ever saw. Like in quilts your life. and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I picture that. Yeah. And it was always like, like a stick figure drawing of like an eagle on charcoal. Mm. And they would try to sell it for like five or $6,000. <laughs> then they would yell at me when nobody wanted to buy their painting. They'd be like, why? You didn't promote it enough. I'm like, promote? It's Hangman. What do you want? It's like, what do you want I from mean, me? What? I don't know that much about art, but that is shit. <laughs> Call me Jules, get my wife Yvonne, and we're going in. <laughs> it has no life. No life. No life. <laughs> um, oh, that's good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that was what I did. I, I had that job for a really, really long time. But my boss, <laughs> I love Scott. He's a oh. nice guy. He's this big, fun, little roly-poly yeah. elf. Oh, that's nice. Who was a magician. He loved doing magic, and no matter what, no matter where you were, he's like, I want to see a magic trick. And Spoke, sh- like said by every magician ever, yeah. I feel like there's always there's a, there's a personality type and that's a magician. Did, oh, yes, and he would do a magic trick with peeps. Like he'd have like little the Easter, like, yep, he'd have like thing? a bunch of little yellow styrofoam ducky things yeah, in yeah. his pocket, and he would Gross. do the magic trick. But okay. I'm like, he's wearing that. All yeah, they're like the time. He's like, you want one? And I'm like, nope, I'm okay. Yep. All the time, I'm like, why do you always have peeps in your pocket? <laughs> well, you never know when someone wants a magic you trick. You never Rob. know when someone wants a magic Jeez. trick. Jeez, but the one what's thing... behind your ear? This peep. Oh, hello. Yeah, do that too. Yeah. <laughs> but I will. I will say this, Scott. To, talking about mentors, Scott was a huge mentor because he was having me direct all of these shows. I had like no directing experience, and he was like, "Hey, want to want to direct a show?" I was like 20. Right, what do you want to do? City of Angels. Okay. And like You're lying. I swear to you. You did City of Angels? I did. I swear. <laughs> That's amazing. Do you remember AJ Holmes, our guest of from a course. few weeks ago? He was my Stein. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I mean, he's incredibly talented. But, so, like, But oh yeah, obviously. I mean like, and, and Becky Spiegelman, who was our first guest, yes. she was our, uh, you can always count on me. Amazing. Oh yeah. But Boy, you he, reached for the heights of we that. We did. Oh my and gosh. he would let me do all these like weird fundraisers yeah. that like nobody. I was like, I want to do a concert of songs that were cut from shows. He's like, all right. And now look what you do for a living. And now you do concerts I, from songs that were cut from shows. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, it was a really, really great training. That's now, really cool. But it was just that voice. I love that. And the one thing he let me do, and then we'll move on, that, that I'm always grateful to him for. Um, we... The, <laughs> <laughs> this was so mean. This was so mean, but he let us do it. I was like, okay, great. We had a huge, like, like it was like the city's like 100th anniversary or something. It's a big deal. It's a thousand Oaks thousand from Oaks. in California. Yes, yes. And um, the, he, he was producing this huge, like, 
big gala fundraiser. Like it was all these like big important people and it was like a big show and all that stuff. And my, they were doing Pirates of Penzance. That was like the, the thing that they were doing. And so he's like, ah, we, need, ah, we need something to make some money. And my friend Steve and I, who, oh, no, Steve, who's now like this amazing teacher, he and I, we were like drunk half the time. And we're like, well, how about we show up as Gilbert and Sullivan and you can come take pictures with us? Ah, that's a great idea. So we set up a photo booth and we literally dressed up like Gilbert and Sullivan. But like for some reason... <laughs> <laughs> no attempt whatsoever to impersonate Gilbert and so you're Sullivan. Just like <laughs> this. This was the voice we used. Ready? Oh my gosh, Gilbert, I think I, I think I'm gonna go write a show called the Mikado. <laughs> Sullivan, what's that? It's a show about Japan. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> and we literally talked like that for like three hours straight. And yet they hated each other in real life. Yeah, we dr- drunk off our ass. Oh, yeah, your drunk, bourbon breath drunk, coming oh, at them. They're like, would you like to take a picture with Garthor Sullivan? And That's like, sir to you. And exactly. <laughs> and then we imagined they had pet cougars. And like they kept look, the cougars like kept going away and eating actors. Where's the soprano? <laughs> Cougarator. Oh, my God. Oh, what a shame. <sighs> if I'm a modern major general. And so all of these like stuffy shirts came. Like the mayor was there and this person was there. They thought it was the funniest thing imaginable. They took photos of us like kissing them. Like the mayor jumped on my back for a photo. Like it was. So that was the after party. It was the after. It's Gilbert and Sullivan. (laughs) Not since Cox and Box. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. I owe Lanthe. I owe Gilbert. Boy, these are all coming flooding back right oh now. Oh my god, yeah. And the stupidest thing, there was a choir there of all women like over the age of sixty-five, and their name was Ah. That was Just the choir name. A H A H H H H. And so the, they took a photo with us, and they're all wearing like their sparkly oh vests gosh. with like the music notes on them. Of course. And we're like <laughs> on the count of three, everybody say ah. And the woman who was the president, I'm like, I bet you can open wider than that. And she's like, get a couple of more drinks into me. <laughs> it was a blast. Boy, what a great upbringing. What a great job. Yeah, I had, a, I had the best you know? job. I got paid $7.50 an hour. I love it. You could, have, you could do whatever you wanted. Whatever shows you wanted, whatever characters you wanted. Oh, yeah. Didn't have to make sense. No. No, they were very you fine. drink on the job. It sounds fantastic. Oh, yeah. You could drink on the job. You could drink on the <laughs> you job. You got away with it, at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. We had a good time. A couple, of, <laughs> and they run that children's theater. They've been running a children's it theater. Still now. Yeah, it still is. It was in, incepted in 1981, wow. and it's still running today. I, and I started a program there. I'm very proud of. And what then did I'll you move start? On, which is still running today. Um, it was called. Uh, our town was called Canejo Valley, which in Spanish means rabbit, mm-hmm. rabbit valley. And we started something called Canejo Theater for Everyone, and it was a theater that integrated developmentally delayed adults, uh, uh, um, de- developmentally delayed students with professional actors. Oh my gosh! Rob. So we would do like like Pirates of Penzance for yes. like three weeks, but right. then the last week, half the cast of Pirates would leave, and they would be replaced by uh, developmentally delayed. Uh, students and adults, and the students that the actors that left mentored them, and so they did a full show, singing with an orchestra, oh. 
Um, what a great opportunity to give those students too. I mean, sure, change some of their lives just to have that kind of performance opportunity and being on stage and all of the great things that come with being in musical theater. You don't have to be developably challenged for any of that to to enjoy the benefits of that. But I imagine if you're developably challenged, sometimes you don't get to have those opportunities. No, and I'm going to be honest with you if I if I can for a second. The um, yes, please. One of the things that I was so proud of was before this we created this program. They had an arts program, and these were children that had like that were you know had Down syndrome that had like I said a lot of developmental delays um, and these these I'm gonna I always want to say children and I shouldn't because it was a children's theater but the, some of these uh, actors were older than me they had an arts program but the arts program was literally like we're gonna do little red riding hood and there'll be a narrator and there were people on stage who would like push them like Johnny move here and Johnny move there yeah. and then out of nowhere they would like hit a, a, a stereo and like La Bamba would play and they would have like a four minute freestyle dance break and you were like this is how is this helping I'm like I don't know how this is helping them no. so I said well let's let's do this and I said I want it to be like any other show they have to audition for it they have to audition for it and they're going to have to read and they're going to have to sing. I'll never forget there was one one kid, I'm going to say kid, but I know he was older than me. His mom was there. Mm. And uh, I said, you're going to read these three lines for me, right? She's looking, you can't do this. <gasps> you can't do this. You can't do this. Oh, you can't get this. You won't get this. Oh my gosh. Broke my heart. Um, we put him as the lead. We put him as the lead. We put him as the lead. I'm so glad. One of the things I think that really bothered me was that every time we, every time they went to make a joke, or every time they went to find humor in something mm-hmm. or expressed something, their parent or their aide next to them, stop that, stop that, don't do that, don't do that, because I think the fear was you're drawing more attention to yourself. Yes. And I'm like, well, no, they have to no, do that. They're, do, they're doing exactly what we do as human beings. Mm-hmm. We make jokes. We we find we make maybe observational Maybe we, we say the wrong thing sometimes. Maybe, maybe we make mistakes. Maybe, maybe, maybe we say the wrong thing sometimes. I say an awkward thing in the wrong time. I'll sure I'm do it in this podcast today. I mean, come on. <laughs> so we we created this program, and it's still running up up until up congratulations. Until today. That's really 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 yeah, special. It's very it's very proud. What's it called again? It's the program is in Los Angeles called Conejo Theater for Everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did. We did Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella. They did the full choreography. They, they sang with an orchestra. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, <laughs> I learned. I learned so much doing that. I learned so much doing that. One of my favorite things is the one thing I learned from them. Then we'll move on. Is just the honesty mm. that they have. We had one guy. Yes. His name was yes. Joe. There's no filter. There's no filter. Um, and we were doing Cinderella because they're they're a very tight knit group. One of them passed away. Mm-hmm. One of them passed away. Her name was Betsy. She passed away. And um, the next day, the aide told me, she said, you know, be prepared. They're going to have a tough rehearsal because they lost a friend. Yeah. And this is the first time they're dealing with death. And I said, okay. They came in like troopers. Like, they came in like, they're like, we know we have a show to put on. And so we're going to put that behind us. The show must and go on. There was a kid sitting there, and his name was Joe. And I used to call Joe Nathan Lane because he looked like Nathan Lane. <laughs> so I sat down next to him. I said, Nathan, how you doing? And he goes, I'm fine. And I said, I'm so sorry to hear about Betsy. And I said, are you doing, are you doing okay? He's like, yeah. I said, you know, because it's okay to feel sad when we yeah. lose someone. He goes, <laughs> I didn't like her when she was alive. I'm not going to like her when she's dead. <laughs> I was like, well, there's some truth there. And I'm like, you are Nathan Lane. Yes. 
<laughs> it comes full circle. Oh, so I'm does. so sorry for that long tangent about I, about no, my no, no, no. my, I'm really my happy past to, life. I'm so happy to know that that exists. I don't even know how we got on that topic. I apologize. No, it's fantastic. I don't even know if we'll keep that. What's your favorite? No, thing, you better keep Kevin? it. No, I hope you do. I really do. What's your favorite thing? Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. My favorite thing is a, uh, uh, again, I mentioned that I was on this a couple weeks ago, or maybe a couple months ago. I mentioned I was on this kick of listening to all these different cabarets and all these these women yes. of, of song. You know, mostly I, I, I gravitate to the, the female uh, singers. Although Brothers and lots sisters. Of great, you know, um, but this is a woman who had her own musical review on Broadway, and it was a Big, big smash hit in the early 80s, 1981 to be exact. Um, she was no spring chicken when she did this. In fact, she was in retirement and they came out of retirement to put on this show. And it, I mean, it was a it was a two-act show. And unlike Stritches at Liberty or the B. Arthur, you know, your favorite, you know, her one-woman show. This was a one-woman show, but mostly sung through her songs that she had sung since the 1940s and 50s, and going through her lifetime and all of the songs she had sung. And it was a full evening with a full orchestra and a full sort of uh, you know choreography with dancers, and it was it was a major thing. And it ran for 333 performances. Then she took it on tour and went everywhere with it. She was 65 at the time, or around that age, or she closed on her 65th birthday, and. Uh, this is the great, great singer, Lena Horne. The oh lady my. and her music. Oh and this my is, God. A couple of people have mentioned her to me, and a colleague of mine that t- uh, teaches voice, uh, D. Michael Heath, he, he, he always talks about how he just, they're the greatest arrangements and the greatest singing and all of that. And I thought, well, all right, let me check this out. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, this album includes Tin Pan Alley songs, jazz standards, um, there's a song by our friend Martin Charnin called Fly. It's just like a really funky little song, almost like a rap song. Um, but it's the beginning of her career to the end of her career. Um, uh, it was produ- The album was produced by Quincy Jones. I mean, uh, I mean that in itself is pretty amazing. Um, it was directed by Arthur Faria, who was a great choreographer um, of his day and music director by the great Harold Wheeler, who I actually would love to get on the show. And yeah. he's, uh, he's gone to television now and he makes, you know, he, he, you've seen him, you'll often see him conducting the orchestra for like Dancing with the Stars and those kinds of he shows. He just did orchestrations for Ain't Too Proud. See, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Of course he did. Yeah. This man has been around for ever yeah. and I definitely want to get him on the show it was it was uh I have not seen the the video I've got to sit and watch that but this I just love listening to the cast album and there is a soundtrack as well of the cast album but it is a it's this it's there's tons of songs I, I'm not even gonna list them off because you know them all but the arrangements are so unbelievable and to hear this woman interpret these songs that she's sung for so long 
um, it, the, she's a force of nature. And everyone that I know that saw it in the early 80s mentions just how, what an impact that had and what that evening in the theater and how special it was. And it's, it's not like it's a show that can be revived. It's not like, yes, we can watch someone impersonate these people if, we, yeah. if it's like, you know, Audra's doing Billie Holiday. But to actually be in the room while this woman singing these songs and experience those arrangements in the orchestra at that time, I think it's pretty magical. Um, and so I, I would very highly suggest you listening to The Lady and Her Music, a woman who was, had a full career and then came back and revisited all of the songs from her career and sounds at the top of her form. It's just really, really special. So check out Lena Horne. Just listen to anything she's done but if you really got to listen to something specific the lady and her music which was filmed right yes for... it was great performances filmed it she got a special tony and a grammy award for it jesus um but yeah it was it was uh it was really really something special yeah i i wish i, I could go back in time and, and see it you know i remember once again if you read frank rich's book hot seat yes which is a collection of his reviews i love it. i was just looking at the other, right, other so day good. so good i feel like I know in the back he says it's like one of the most incredible performances he saw in his time as a critic. It's like there's like five listed, and I think she's one of them, or I know she's one of them. But he's that review. It's it, it's one of the biggest love letters an artist can receive. So go back, I think, and read that review, and then take a look at yeah. Lena Horne, the lady, and her music. That's great. Yeah, I just can't believe she also did that concert for so many nights. I mean, right? so for for years right? she would tour around and do it. I mean, what a oh man. Love what it. what he said <laughs> about it which was really cool and I'm like that's actually a cool way of doing it, which was he goes, you know, everyone is sitting there wondering, you know, when is she going to sing Stormy Weather? And he said the first thing she did was she sang the first song. Yes. She sings it twice in fact. Yep. The first one is a more like like openings, you know, and then the second has a more fire to it, you know. Yeah, it's and he really said, I think he she said he said she ended the second act. That's right. Yeah. So she bookends it with Stormy oh, Weather. I'm like that is a Brilliant. genius way of embracing Brilliant. the song. And the, the uh, yeah, uh, I could go on and on, but yes. We exactly. love Lena Horne. Yeah. Brilliant. The Lady and Her Music. The Lady and Her Music. Great. I can't well, I'm excited for that. What do you got, my friend? Oh, mine is okay. So, we're going to go to YouTube. If, you love the YouTube. I, I love it. You, it's the YouTube rabbit hole. It's great. Okay, folks. I don't even know how to describe this. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> I'm going to give you a little bit of history, oh, and then you can go off and watch this on your own. Because if I talk, t- tried to like explain all the fabulous things I'm watching when I watch this on YouTube, we wouldn't have enough time. I love when so you do here this. we go. So we all remember Alexander Cohen and Hildy Parks. They were the ones that produced the Tony Awards from like 1971 to about 1986. You know, the one, the Bonnie Franklin episode, you know. like <laughs> Hildy loved a theme. <laughs> In other words, like the concept Tony Awards yes, production. Exactly. Like this, this year, it's the Winter Garden. We're celebrating the Winter Garden. We're celebrating vaudeville. Right. Um, and... We laugh at now, but I'm happy they did those themed shows. Oh, Not yes, gonna, of course. I'm not going to lie. I mean, his idea to do the 1971 Tony Awards and to be like, it's the 25th anniversary, let's get one person back from every, every single show. Because that wouldn't have been preserved. And thank goodness that's preserved and we can see these great performers exactly. doing what they did so well. Yeah, exactly. With those big block numbers. Yep. Yes. So he was hired to produce a benefit for the Actors Fund. And in 1982, he did a benefit, and the benefit was called Night of a Hundred Stars. Oh, oh, Rob. Oh, my God. Oh, Rob. This is. This is, I can't believe we haven't done this one yet. We have never done Night of a Hundred Stars. So it is exactly what you think. It is a hundred stars. Not 99. Not 99. (laughs) And he got big names. Oh, yeah. I mean, this wasn't just like, well, they're kind of a star. I mean, all the, Warren Beatty, Diane Keaton, Liza Minnelli, uh, it, uh, who else is on this thing? Cecily Tyson, Brooke Shields, Cher. Um, all of them um, 
and Gloria Steinem was like one of them. He gets all, Mayor Ed Koch, he gets all of these people to come and he like segregated it into different numbers. Like here's the Broadway medley mm-hmm. and like 45 people would come out and like just sing two lines randomly of a song. The best opening of Night of a Hundred Stars, because the way it used to be was like, be like, here's a staircase. And all the actors would like come down the staircase yes. and everyone would applaud. Very classic. But in 1985, he has a great idea. A Pan Am 747 airplane literally parks itself in front of Radio City Music Hall. This isn't like photoshopped. This isn't CGI'd. They put a fucking plane right in front of Radio City Music Hall. The door opens and everybody leaves the Pan Am 747 plane as their name pops up on the scrawl below them. There There was a fashion show. There's a New York, New York medley. That's a fun one to watch. Um... It's it is it is absolutely incredible, and he had like different like segments, like I said. So you can go online and you just type in "Night of a Hundred Stars," watch the New York opening number to hear Placido Domingo try to sing "New York and New York," no. uh, which is good. Jerry Orbach doing a little bit of lullaby of Broadway. Peter mm-hmm. Allen's in it. Um, there's a "Night of a Hundred Stars" featuring silent screen actresses, where like all these old silent screen actresses are like wheeled out it is it is something and i will say you should be drunk or you should be high in order to really appreciate the full grandeur of what you're seeing there's a moment where in the new york medley they're just trying to get as many people on there as possible and they do a cutaway to maureen stapleton holding a hot dog (laughs) she doesn't sing i'm gonna say holding it like a highball but okay yeah she doesn't sing she doesn't talk it's just like Maureen Stapleton holding a hot dog, and then they like cut away to Placido Domingo again. So there's one, and then you can yeah, go back to number two. Okay, that's one, that's two. Um, so mine is Night of a Hundred Stars, which obviously they don't do anymore. No, because when I say stars, I mean these are no, real no. stars, top, top, top this, movie stars, this, and like this isn't yeah. like third reality, you know, star from Dance Moms. Right. These are like big freaking people that are yeah. out there. Uh, the Broadway medley is a good one to watch. You'll see our good pal Leroy Reams show up mm. and Lucy Arnaz. Um, but also the New York, New York medley, just to okay. watch Maureen Stapleton hold a hot dog, <laughs> holding a hot dog. <laughs> it's it's like she was on her snack break and they're like, camera four, go. <laughs> and then she's like, holding <laughs> I'm eating a hot dog, kids. Um, that's it. Oh, I love it. That's nice. it. Night well of a hundred stars on YouTube. <laughs> and then after that, you can go check out Lena Horne, Lady and Her Music. I'm, I wonder if Lena Horne was one of the hundred stars. She had Boy, to have been. she had to have been. She had to have been. She was at the peak. She wanted the hot dog. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Maureen? That's mine now. Relish? Yeah, that's mine. Maureen, you cannot take the props home with you. Stop me. Just try. Just try. Come on and try. And you're going to see how you're not at all going to get a hot dog away <laughs> from me. Didn't know where you were going with that one. Yeah. She would have been a great Mama Rose. Maureen she Stapleton? Wa- yeah, she wasn't really a singer. No. But I would have watched her. I definitely would have. Fuck would've. out of it. Oh, yeah, for Can sure. Can you imagine? She, I'm sh- really, she didn't do it at Summerstock anywhere? The Kenley Players Kenley in 1906? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Maureen I just, Stapleton at the Melody Top. <laughs> the Pepper Pot Players presents Maureen Gypsy starring Maureen Stapleton. Maureen Gypsy. Stapleton in Gypsy. Yes. Maureen Stapleton in Gypsy. Oh, my gosh. Next week, join us again for... My favorite things. That's it. Thank you. Bye, everybody. I want to see how more I could slide whistle up. 
I tried. <laughs> Get away from me. Me. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Favorite 